Hi, everybody, and welcome into 2022. This is Eddie C. and My Positive Podcast. And I just want to tell you all, there's a way to support us now. If you come on my website and if you come on my Facebook page, you can find that out. We're going to have some new guests this year, but we're going to bring back some of the older guests. So if you're curious, tune in and stay positive. Hi, my name is Eddie C. and Welcome to my positive podcast. I'll bring you positive stories of people from all walks of life because everyone has a story to tell. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MPP, My Positive Podcast, Season 2, Episode 21. Today, we're going to be talking about revision. But before I go into that a little bit further, I want to say we changed a few things on our website, so please check out MyPositivePodcast.com. You can now become uh, a patron and support me, and which is something that would be very nice. We're going to have something with uh, special T-shirts and caps if you become a special member and all. And so stay tuned for that. I'll keep you posted via the web page and via my Facebook page. Well, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, our subject today is revision. And I've got two wonderful guests that are going to start off season two. One of my guests is a dancer, scriptwriter, and actress. And my other guest is a session musician, producer, songwriter, singer. And he's a wonderful friend of mine as well. If you're curious about their stories, tune in and stay positive. My name is Eddie C. And you're listening to my positive podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and I'd like to welcome my first guest. She's uh, from Burbank, California. What I know about her, she's a fantastic dancer and quite a young, multi-talented young lady. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my first guest, Lolo Astration. How you doing, Lolo? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing fine. It's uh, early morning for both of us, but we're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. we'll get through this. <laughs> Can you tell my listeners a little bit more about yourself? Um, yeah, I, I suppose I, it's very difficult to keep that brief. Um, but let's just say I uh, used to be a professional dancer. Uh, and then I got into corporate business because of life. Um, and then I dropped all of that again. And I am currently pursuing my passion in acting and film. So I basically am a screenwriter. That's what I do. Uh, I write movies. And I act. Voila. Okay. <laughs> well, how long were you? Because uh, you're originally from the States, but you're living in, in Antwerp, actually. So how, what, what brought you yeah. from, you know, the sunny Burbank over here to the chilly Antwerp city? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was an accident, I've been told. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Truth is, my parents uh, or my father uh, still is or uh, used to be in Diamond. So Antwerp is Diamond Central, which made it uh, perhaps, therefore, I was just an accident who was born here uh, because they, they were here at the time. Um, and we used to travel back and forth between Belgium and the States. Um, because, yes, Antwerp being Diamond Central and the States being our home. Okay. Voila. 
All right. Yeah. And you prefer Burbank or do you prefer being over here in uh, Antwerp? Tough question. I don't want to sound biased or politically incorrect. Neither, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's a lot more uh, nicer places to be than, uh, than both. But at the same time, they're both amazing as well. I enjoy both destinations. Absolutely. The one thing about the States is when you've gone for a while and you get settled into the sort of European lifestyle, it's sort of a little bit more laid back in certain ways as far as if you Mm -hmm. look at the history. I mean, mean, in the States, everything is fast, at least the Midwest, you know, where I grew up at, because everything is big there. Traffic is moving a lot, you know, faster. Here, you know, Antwerp is a small city, so you you have have a tendency of you know, walking around, it's like, it's almost like a village compared to the big cities back in the States. And of course, Burbank is a little bit more laid back, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. You know, you got the weather and everything going with you there as well. You know, that's pretty cool. Talk a little bit more about your dancing. I've seen quite a few videos where you're a fantastic uh, ballet dancer. You got some some shots, me being a hobby photographer, I looked at some of your pictures Mm -hmm. and there's a couple Mm -hmm. of shots where you're really like on those toes. That's that's amazing to see that. Um, the dancing lace, was that was that the first thing started, she started doing? Really sure. We got into a lot of various creative and artistic hobbies at a very young age because our parents were very keen on having, uh, what's it called, like overachieving children, say it that way. We got the luxury to be able to explore various hobbies that required a lot of competitiveness. Um, and I got into ballet when I was two and a half, maybe, or three. So I was quite young. Yeah. So it's not like you have any choice to make at that particular moment. Well, I suppose I just had a lot of energy and I had to get it out in some way. <laughs> and I guess that was the way to do it. Um, of course, I got, I, I was completely hooked on it. That's my therapy. That's my everything. Um, and I got, uh, uh, I, I graduated quite uh, at a young age from ballet. Uh, I got to a professional level, I suppose, when I was 10 or 12. Um, wow. Yeah, and I, I got to travel in Europe, uh, introduce modern dance in Europe. Um, I was invited by the Russian ballet, Bizhev. So there, was, there was a lot of opportunities. Um, you wouldn't say that if you would see me now. <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't know. I've seen... I've seen some some recent videos of you, and you're still quite a quite a dancer. Yeah, there's a basic surgery. It's like it's like riding a bike. You know, you never yeah, I'll learn right, how to right. ride a bike. Yeah, you never forget. Exactly. That's true. But That's it doesn't true. mean that I'll be able to you know well, cross down a mountain or you know go completely crazy on a bike because it's terrifying. <laughs> right, straying away from your dancing a little bit. I know that you're you seem to be able to do a lot. We actually met. At, a, at the jazz cafe I used to play at, you know, I remember you telling exactly. me that you were busy yeah. with doing some film productions and writing scripts and everything. How did that come about all of a sudden that you started just getting into the whole script writing and the, you know, wanting to be an actress and, mm-hmm. and everything? Okay, you you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, sure. Um, I actually always had a passion for that. There's actually something I wanted to do from a very young age. Um, unfortunately, there were some obstacles that didn't allow me to do that anymore. And that kind of combined everything with dancing and everything that I had at a young age already achieved, let's say that way. But at the same time, I'm proud of uh, where I am now. Um, 
I mean, film writing, I mean, script writing or screenplay writing is just something that came about. And that was just actually just meeting people who were, who who I had conversations with and we had a great connection and they were like, do you write? I'm like, no, but I can try. (laughs) And I tried Mm -hmm. and it turns out that it's something that was quite appealing to them. And I've always written for other people. So um, I've had directors or a director perhaps have an idea and they would basically talk and I would write, let's say that way. Like I would make it, into, I, I would put it on paper, what their idea is. Okay, so I can get you to do my story. Definitely. At one yes, point. with pleasure. <laughs> All Absolutely. right. We'll t- we will definitely talk about that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All righty. Uh, is there any special project you're busy with now uh, at the moment as far as your writing is concerned? Um, in terms of writing, it is more, I just took a, like, you know, when the new year came, I usually never make any new year resolutions, um, but I did this time. And I was like, you know, I need to do something that is my own project. I need to have my own project. I need to do something that is coming from me, coming from my own core. So I'm writing a little bit, uh, something that is similar to a biopic with a lot of fiction, fictionate elements in it. Um, I'm just exaggerating basically what my life story is, which is great. <laughs> it's uh, quite sensational. Um, and at the same time, uh, I'm writing a play for a friend, I suppose we're we're heading. We're going to travel in two days. Um, we're going for I don't know, twelve days stay in Egypt at a lagoon. We made a bet about uh, rewriting a play, an original play that is quite well known, but I can't say yet. Um, yeah, and we're going to take uh, twelve days um, in the sun and just rewrite that play according to her idea and uh, implementing elements together. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on, but nothing is very much tangible yet. When you write something, it's not necessarily, it doesn't become, it doesn't have an immediate result. You know, the immediate result is the moment when everything becomes, you know, reality. We have a cast, you have production and all of that. Um, it's great to put things on paper, but to see it come to life at the moment where everything comes becomes more tangible so I guess I'm just still in the creative phase but it's very exciting the creative phase is more exciting than the executive phase (laughs) executing is tiring (laughs) why did you choose Egypt yes uh why because the sun is shining there right now (laughs) and I think it's that it's important to have a lot of sunshine I don't like winter (laughs) in general I don't like uh darkness or cold cold primarily i don't like it's not a my roots do not align with that um and i just need a place we just need a place where we don't have any other um distraction other than having the sunlight and having a lagoon or the ocean and just being like we can have an endless line of cocktails and just right that you need that solitude of uh, inspiration yeah. Right. Yeah. No distractions. Okay. Only that. All right. Only well, I can understand that. I have that sometimes when I want to write a song that I need to have peace and quiet or if, I'll, if I'm outside of the country, all of a sudden an idea might pop up 
And then there's the story, you know. Mm -hmm. So as far as your acting is concerned, are you doing anything at the moment? Uh, Yes. Uh, I'm not sure whether or not I can tell. Um, But of course, due to COVID, it's very difficult to find. It it was very difficult to actually be able to uh, do physical auditions, which I adore and completely loathe at the same time. Um, But I got into voice acting. Uh, at a certain point, and there's a very well-known, uh, I'm going to try to explain it so that I can see it directly. Uh, there's a very well-known, um, yeah, like, comic books with little blue figures. <laughs> okay. Yes. And, and I'm, yes, and I'm one of those little blue figures, one of the new characters. Okay. All right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Is, yes. Ah, I'm, let me, let me, let me guess which one. <laughs> it's a new one, so I'm not sure if you're going to find it. Oh, okay. All so right. It's a, it's okay. A, that was a very exciting okay. journey. Um, it was a lot of fun. I didn't even expect it actually to happen. I just took a leap of faith, send in a recording of all the various tones of voices that I can have. And within short notice, I was summoned to perhaps portray one of the new characters that I want to introduce. And it's, um, I mean, it's introduced in the United States and the UK because it's English. Um, And if that grows to a success, I'll be able to do other languages as well, I hope. So yeah, that's one of those things. That was a great win. Everything was very limited at the time. At least, at least these past years were just very limited. It was very difficult to find something. Well, it's been for the whole creative world that exactly, way. Exactly, yes. Uh, know, as far as the artistic world, unfortunately, you know, I mean, I felt it as well as a musician and yeah. my colleagues as well. So definitely, we're glad to, to see doors opening up again and that people coming yes. out and getting those new experiences out. We can express ourselves again. Yes. But it's also limited. At the same time, it still remains limited. I think that's something that I have a very hard time enduring. I don't know how it was for you. I, I just wonder the same thing for you. Like, how did you how did you cope with that enduring limitation? Well, for me, let's say this whole last two years, at first I looked at it like, oh, what am I going to do? But I think maybe it has to do with my age. You start to reflect back on yourself so I, I saw it as a time of reflection. I saw it as a time of rebuilding certain things because a lot had, had been going on in my life just before uh, some major changes as well. And so I saw it as a time to be able to regroup myself, recreate certain mm-hmm. things that I wanted to do, start writing my book, which I still have a lot to write about. And it's this podcast actually originated because of the because of the whole lockdown thing, because I wanted to create something to give back to people in these difficult times, which is some kind of form of positivity. And the best way to do that is with not just well-known people, Mm -hmm. but people of all walks of life. That was the reason of starting this whole show. You know, and of course Mm -hmm. you're one of my guests that I, I said, I remember we spoke at at the hopper at the time. And I said, I said, I, we've got to talk one day. And so that's, we're finally having that interview Mm -hmm. after such a while. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'm very flattered. I'm, uh, I'm flattered. I mean, I'm just uh, also very grateful. I think it's a very, very great initiative you're taking right now. And I think that what you're doing right now is also really, it's pure. It's raw. And I like that a lot. Thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. This was your first voiceover you did? Uh, no, I've done uh, voiceovers before, but they were more uh, as a narrator. 
So I would. Okay. I mean, I can, I can, I suppose, adjust to various accents. Um, and using these different accents and dialects were quite appealing for, I don't know, fashion film or whatever. Um, All right. So yeah, I, I did it before, but when it comes in terms of uh, animation, which was very exciting, right. but at the same time, I sweat right. like a horse, uh, a horse, no, that's probably not, like sweat like a pig <laughs> in three hours time of, uh, yeah, of recording the first episode. It was three hours, uh, uh, yeah, on end. And it was, uh, to my surprise, actually very, very difficult, but at the same time, very rewarding. It was great. It was, I learned a lot from it. Oh yeah, I, I've I've done voiceovers as well. I actually did the voiceover for the Dutch version of the Muppets in Outer Space. I no did, way! Uh, right, I was Clifford, the pink, you know, with you the with the dreads. Clifford? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever get it, if you ever if you if you want to see that, you let me know. I I still yes, have the video. I would I have, love to see that. I have the I have the original video. <laughs> of it because it, it, it didn't come out on, on DVD, unfortunately, because I was looking for it on DVD and I found it mm -hmm. actually on a, as a, as a videotape. So I was very glad to have that. It's funny because at that time I had my, my dreads. And so the, the guy that was producing it, he says, mm -hmm. listen, man, we got to have you, you look, you look so much like the one who could play the character, you know? So I had to, and they wanted a guy with an American accent. <laughs> so I had to do it in Dutch. So it was because at that time I was living in Holland and it was so mm -hmm. much fun. And mm -hmm. uh, also a couple of other voiceovers that I did for some commercials back in the day. Uh, so it's very rewarding to do those kind of things. And, yeah. and if you ever go to Curacao and you go to the Amstel Beer Company yes. and you you hear the, the narration about how beer is made, you'll hear mm -hmm. my voice as well. No way. Yeah, you just gave me a great too. reason to go to Curaçao. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to go to Curaçao, but that would be the cherry on top of my trip. <laughs> so I do right. that. It was funny because I went there some years ago when we were on tour with the Rosenberg Trio and we did a mm -hmm. jazz concert there. And it was it was so funny to hear myself from a few years earlier because we recorded this in Amsterdam and then I'm going in, Hey, yeah, that, that's my voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You never know. You never know what happens. I mean, you can always take just that leap of faith for that risk, but I, I suppose music is, I admired it a lot when uh, artists and music in general, I think it's, a, I, I, I'm not sure if I'd be able to survive within the music industry. I find it well, the music industry has become, I think, a lot more difficult nowadays, nowadays, especially because there, let's say, like this, there's so many so-called reality shows, which are not reality yeah. at all. And so we've kind of created a, a sort of closed circuit society, you know, with the, the modern technology mm -hmm. has kind of taken the creativity, uh, new yeah. ways to be creative. But at the same time, it's kind of mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of like limiting the pureness of the mm -hmm. being creative to a certain degree. I think, you know, it makes yeah, the world small. Fun. I mean, we're able to do things like this with the podcast and everything. And a lot of people can work at home mm -hmm. on their computer. But I miss the days when we used to get into the studio with a rhythm section and, and say, hey, man, and we played until seven, yeah. eight, nine o'clock, sometimes 12 o'clock at night. And then afterwards yeah. came in the next day and then did the overdubs and you, you spent the time, you know, just like, just like a painter making, doing mm -hmm. a painting or whatever, you know, and yeah. that, and, and even today, a lot of movies are, they're so digitally 
made, you know, and it used to be, and now a cast of thousands. And yeah. now it's like, we're going to type those cast of thousands yeah. on the computer and <laughs> do it digitally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of undiscovered talent still. So people would still believe, I mean, still believe, I also still believe in the pure and the rawness of having, you know, physical, physical contact, like physical presence is something that can only enhance or either perhaps not enhance um, your, your talent. Uh, I think it's a lot more interesting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, doing an audition physically is a lot more different than making a self-tape. I hate self-tapes. I hate it. I loathe it entirely. I suck at it, like, really badly. <laughs> and I have to do, like, really, like, like, my best. And I cannot only imagine, like, in music, making even a self-tape or anything in the, in the procedure of perhaps trying to get yourself out there, trying to get your music out there. It, it seems like a very daunting journey and the only thing you want is to be able to physically show what you can do absolutely because that's when you're yourself and that's when you're very vulnerable but that's the best way to be able to portray your talent and uh, i think there's a lot of talent being lost at the moment it's very difficult um because there's a lot of influence from politics and all of that i got one more question for you which is our theme question for this particular show which is about revision and I'd like to know what does revision mean, not only to you, but for you? Uh, taking into consideration that these past few years, which is almost three years, has been quite difficult for everyone. I can't believe that there's anybody who's had it. I dare to believe that nobody has had it as easy uh, because I suppose you're human beings, we're animals, we're not supposed to be limited. Um, that it's taken a toll in some way, quite mentally, emotionally, as also perhaps physically. And it's thrown us back into, that's how I feel, it's thrown us back into some way of um, evolution that we had, that we were supposed to perhaps have. Um, and when it comes to revision, um, how I look at it, I had a very rough time with it. Um, Obviously, everybody has their own luggage and their own traumas to deal with. Um, that combined with the limitation of these past years uh, was quite a challenge to get over, I suppose, or to get through. I am not yet at that point where I've been able to revise <laughs> these past years. Uh, but I am at that point where I'm just like, you know, yeah, I, I suppose it's been for everyone in their own way. Yeah, and I suppose limitation is something that is an obstruction of um, evolution. And these limitations have not been as reasonable um, as they should have been. Uh, I want to gain up on so much time that I feel like I've lost because I fear that if I don't do it now, if perhaps tomorrow something like this would happen again, I fear that I would not be able to have that chance at trying at least. So basically it's given me strength to take more risks. I find that the risks I've taken, I have a lot less fucks to give. Uh, I do things, or I pursue goals perhaps that are delusionally perhaps way over my head, but why not? Let me just try it and let's see how far we can get. So in a way it's given me more strength that at the same time, my insecurities or my, my, my fear 
for losing everything again and remaining in survival mode and doing things that are not necessarily my passion just to be able to eat. I don't know, it's kind of just, it's very contradictory. I think I've learned for myself, at least, is to be able to admit, um, don't feel bad for admitting that you have flaws. It's actually, it's something that will help you to be able to admit and actually see that you have flaws and that's okay. Uh, once you realize that, you'll be able to work on that and it's going to make you better. It's only going to help you. Um, and don't fear that. And I would also just say, just fucking do it. <laughs> just anything you have on your mind, just do it. At least try to pursue, just do it. You cannot know what the outcome will be without trying. And it's okay if you fall on your fucking face. That's okay. It will only make you stronger. As cliche as it may sound, it is one of the best things that can happen to you. Failure is something that will give you strength. And keep on fucking failing. It's great. Actually, that's my comfort zone. I love failing. I'm scared of succeeding. But when I succeed, I'm going to be horrified. And I would love to get to know myself better thanks to pursuing things that I have no idea what the outcome will be. But it makes you feel great to take a risk, to be completely in the unknown. I say you have a, you have a, a clear canvas when you get, when you have the opportunity to have a clear canvas, you can create whatever the fuck you want. Well, on those words, my, my dear young friend, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story and your positive energy. You too. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was great. Bye. All righty. Okay. This is my positive podcast with Eddie C. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is a dear friend of mine from actually many years. We worked together a lot in the studio sessions. We've played a lot together. He's a fantastic uh, guitar player, producer, arranger. He also has a nice voice. And uh, it's uh, he's just a great guy to know. Please welcome my next guest, <laughs> Mr. Patrick Drauber. Hey, buddy, how you doing, man? Well, hi, thanks, man. <laughs> well, I'm fine, thank you. Well, that's a nice uh, introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, every word I say, man, you know, I mean, we've known each other for so long, and it's always yeah, a pleasure. Yeah, we do. Always a pleasure to work with you and, and, and talk with you. And, you know, we're always giving each other tips. So that's that's always nice yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah. <laughs> that's really cool, man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I want to uh, ask you, your, you know, I, I know a lot about you, but my listeners don't. And yeah. you know, maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got involved in music and everything. You know, I was born and raised in a musical family. My, uh, my dad is uh, a singer and a guitar player. And my uncle, he is a bass player, you know, and uh, all kinds of family me members. So they all played something. You know, my grandfather, he played the uh, saxophone and the pedal steel guitar. And back in Indonesia, uh, because uh, that's where we come from, uh, mm -hmm. my grandpa played uh, with, his, with his, uh, the, the Dutch division of the Sky Masters. He played right. the saxophone, you know, so uh, right. I don't know better than uh, than there there was always music around us, you know, and uh, I think I was maybe seven, eight years old and my father put a ukulele in my hands. And but I didn't I didn't do anything with that until I was maybe 12, 13 years old. And then I picked up the acoustic guitar. And then all along, up, I learned to play, you know, just, uh, and actually because my, my dad, he, he, uh, he taught a few students 
he had a few students and he right. taught the guitar. And I was listening with my ear on the wall. You know, that's the way how I, I played, learned to play the guitar. So I oh, learned it wow. from my dad, but but right. he didn't know, you know. <laughs> he didn't oh, realize wow. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. So yeah. okay, so you, you know, outside of coming from a musical family, I mean, yeah. was there a certain point at, at, that you said this is what I want to do as my profession, or was that already well, yeah. preordained Strange. as a child? I think so. Yeah, because I was always into music, uh, even at the times I didn't know how to play the guitar. But I can remember, you know, the early uh, the albums of, I, I can remember, for instance, uh, Pretzel Logic, you know, from the, the album from Steely Dan. I heard that for the first time. I, right. I was maybe seven, eight, eight years old or something. Yeah, yeah. And it was like magic, you know, like magic. I was like, what the fuck is this, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then once I, I, uh, I learned to play the guitar, I, I instantly knew. This is what I'm going to be, you know? Right. And uh, okay. yeah, yeah. And there was always a studio environment because we had this music room and my, my grandpa, grandpa um, uh, besides he was a musician, he was a technician as well, uh, 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 an, an engineer. So he okay. built his own amps and stuff, you know? So. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we, we got tape recorders in the house, you know? So. <laughs> okay. So you, you, yeah. you had the whole package growing up, in fact. Yeah. Wow, that's, I that's, did. Yeah, yeah. That's that's quite yeah. amazing. So, yeah. what are you doing now at the moment? Because I know your better half uh, has been on my one of my podcasts, uh, and you know, yeah. Desiree, <laughs> and she was, uh, she's you know, yeah. she's also a fantastic person, great musician. You guys are a nice couple, in fact. She is. And, we yeah, are. So yeah, we a are. Good balance yeah. there, and uh, yeah. so I mean, so how did it come about that? You're, I mean, you're doing some projects now. I, I know because you're every time I try to reach you, man, you're sometimes hard to catch up with. <laughs> Busy. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's always in yeah. recording sessions. But, yeah, but, yeah. but I know that's yeah. that's that's great because that means that means you're doing some good things and bringing some nice music to people. So, what are some of the projects that you're doing yeah. now at the moment? Well, at the moment, uh, I, uh, of course, I'm still busy with my with my other half. You know, <laughs> with Desray. Uh, yeah. And uh, we we're ready to release uh, uh, some songs now. She's uh, busy right now with writing a book, you know, and uh, um, and all along the way, we'll release uh, uh, the songs from for her album. And actually, I think we got enough material right now to release maybe two albums, you know. So. Uh, Oh, fantastic! So Why not make a double album? You know, like like they used to do back in the days with songs yeah. in the key of yeah. life. You know, yeah, yeah, no, but you know, times have changed, so I yeah. think uh, it's better now to uh, to release uh, something every two or three months. You know, so yeah. uh, that's great. Yeah, that's uh, uh, how how it is right now. You know, so and the other thing is, uh, times are changing. You know, so yeah, they are. And and the other thing is in uh, uh, tomorrow tomorrow. The first single will be released of my good friend, Lova Harp. You know him? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah. also been on one of my shows, one of my earlier shows yeah. as well in the last season, yeah. Well, we we, uh, we produced his uh, de debut album. And uh, uh, we did, uh, actually, we did a long time uh, <laughs> to make it. Uh, but uh, it was already out in Japan uh, last year. Yeah, and, I, remember, uh, for, yeah. I remember him telling me yeah. that, yeah. And from tomorrow on, it will be here. And the first song uh, um, uh, that will be released is, is called The Fisher King. 
Okay. And it's about a story, a story of, of two friends and uh, one of the two friends, he, uh, you know, he chases money and power and all along the way he, he, he loses his soul, you know, so. It's a little like, you know. Yeah, okay. Story and legend. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing, yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah. nothing wrong about that, yeah. man. Those are songs with stories, man. Those That's very important, you know. That's, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And, 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 and alongside of it, are you, I know you mentioned to me when we spoke to each other last about a, uh, a project that you were busy with yourself with the, as a solo, yeah. sort of in combination with. An, oh, not, 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 yeah, not, not, not necessarily a solo album because I never had the ambition to, uh, to profile myself as an artist. You know, I'm, I'm a guitar player and I'm a, and I'm a producer mm-hmm. and, you know, I do some sing sometimes, you know, uh, and that, that, that can, can be nice, but it's not, it's not one of my ambitions. Mm-hmm. So my ambition is really to be a producer, a, a composer, and a guitar player, you know, so. Uh, well, you do those things all quite well, my friend. <laughs> I'll, I try, I try. So, <laughs> but what, what, what I am doing right now, because you're, 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 you were talking about revision, mm-hmm. you know, and I think uh, this period of time is, uh, uh, is actually that, you know, that time, like right now in this COVID thing, we have uh, for uh, being uh, sitting at home for two years, you know, uh, well, it, it makes you thinking, you know, so, and if you're talking about revision, uh, I decided to quit a few things, you know, to stop uh, uh, doing some, uh, some kind of things I always did. Uh, that's uh, for, for starters, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the red race in the session industry, you no. Know? Right. I don't do that shit anymore. You know, you know, you know, as you did it for many years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I stepped out as well some years ago and, yeah. you know, because I think it's very important to, yeah. at, at the older you get, the more you want to do things that are going to be uh, giving you something back. It's not always about the money. It's about sure. You got to survive, but at the same time, you want to, you want to yeah. be able to have fun doing what you do, man. Cause you know, course yeah. and we did you know we yeah. did have fun so that's no problem at all but the thing is and i think for every young musician we all have ambitions you know i can i remember when i was studying uh back in the day uh you know i wanted to be a, a studio musician i wanted to be a, a, a producer and i wanted i wanted to do all kinds of things and i i i, I did i did them all you know i did them all but i can remember for some years ago, when I was was playing in the uh, at that time, it was the Heineken Hall, you know, in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. In Amsterdam, right? You know, the big stage, you know, great stage. Sigo yeah. Dome, we 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 went there as well. And I was I was playing there, and I was thinking, all right, so this is the big thing, right? So this is it, you know, all right. But I didn't feel shit, you know. <laughs> I was just playing playing the notes, and I was, you know, I. Uh, doing what I was supposed to do. Right. I have the paper in front of me. I was playing and I went home. So it was a gig like any other gig. And I realized, you know, this actually was one of my biggest dreams, you know. And once you arrive, you arrive uh, at the dream. Well, it's not, not so special anymore. So, uh, but the, the question, the question is what is special? And then I'm, I'm thinking, you know, with you in the bubble, you know, in the in the right. in the cafe where we play, right. you know, with exactly the, with, with our friends. Absolutely, these are the moments, you know. Absolutely. And maybe they were 
there were 50 men, 50 people or something. I don't know, you know, but yeah. those were the days. Actually, those were the days, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's what where where all the fun was and the meaningfulness of of, of things. So it got me thinking the, the past two years, and I was thinking, you know, I'm not I'm not 30 anymore, you know. So uh, well, neither at the time I. you still had <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but the time we still have, and I hope I hope this still is a long time. I wanted to to, to uh, yeah to do something meaningful, you know, right? And uh, work on a legend, you know, and not not just uh, uh, you know just just spraying all those notes around, you know. So so that's that is the most important part of the revision I had in the last uh, last two years, I think. So I actually say, uh, if, if people ask me to do some kind of tour or whatever, you know, I, I often say no. I say, sorry, man, I don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> All, right. All right. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's like with me as well. I mean, I have a few things that I still do. Of course, I'm still working with Soul Sister. That's, yeah. that's sort of like uh, a, a big thing for me because I've been playing with these guys for over 30 years. So, you know, it's like, it's like, a, family, yeah, course, fam- yeah. it's like a family reunion yeah. every time when we get together. Yeah. And for the rest, you know, I'll do a little thing here and there. But I like the idea of there's there's a lot more things in life than just music as well, you know, and uh it is, yeah. You know, like I yes. I I I'm a very enthusiastic photographer, you know, I love to do yeah. photography. You are, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's another yeah. passion of mine and doing yeah. the podcast, also working on my book at the moment, which is going to you yeah, do. that's going to really? take a while. It's, yeah. I'm doing it in baby steps, but I'm All right. slowly getting there. Should, should I be? Re, should no. I be? <laughs> you working was, on your book? It's not going. It's not going to be a book. That kind of book. No. Now, basically, I want to tell people how my life has sort of like paralleled with the development of how music has changed from, you know, back in the beginning of the the let's say the late the the early '70s and uh, and and up to now you know, how the industry has tremendously changed. So it's like my life being paralleled with that uh, as I tell my anecdotes uh, in the stories. So it's, it's, it's more of a, a guideline also for, uh, and, and sort of historical guideline as well for people in the future. But, but how is it for you to, 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 you know, because what I can recognize, uh, you know, back in the the, the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, you were uh, one of the most asked musicians in, in all of the yeah. country, you know. Everywhere you looked, you saw, you saw Eddie playing, you know. So, but, but, but the thing is, what I'm asking is, uh, uh, how did you cope with letting go of that? You know, and still have, feel, feel you, you know, you were something. And, uh, well, I think, but you have to let go in, in certain kind of ways. I way, think for know, me, so. the main thing was the fact that the, the industry was changing because the session work started to fade. And the more that the session work started to fade out, the more I had to go on the road and play and do, do, do tours because it was about, it's also about survival. And I, I've, yeah. at a certain point, I, I reached when I decided to move to Belgium because of love at the time, you know, when I decided to move, yeah. move there. <laughs> Of course, once I crossed over the border, it was like everybody thought, well, he's he's living in another country now, which is, I mean, I drive just as long to go anywhere in Holland. It's not like we're, yeah. you know, it's not like traveling across yeah. the States or something like that. <laughs> you know? But of course, 
for a lot yeah. of people yeah. it was like well yeah, he's yeah, gone yeah, now. Yeah. and of course um there's a you know younger generation of cats that were coming up percussion players and they started to work and at one point we had a lot of the young guys and they were just playing everywhere and and doing it for this price a half and that and I, I I saw the sort of competitiveness, which I don't think music should be, uh, you know, a, a competition, and um, no, and I don't, I didn't like the the, no. the fact that it's like uh, you know people walking over each other's body to kind of like get to to, to get that gig, uh, yeah. and I yeah. that's not that's not my thing. So I said, you know, you guys yeah. can have it, you guys can fight over whatever. I got yeah. other things I do because it wasn't not only my my playing. I was starting, I was singing more, I was writing. I had when I came when I came to Belgium, I had like a a dead period because I wasn't getting any calls anymore, and I saw some of my ex students doing all of the work that I used to do, and then at one point I thought to myself, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they can have it. <laughs> you know, if, yeah, and yeah. and if people hire me to do that, something, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. hiring me because they really want to have me. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you, you know, and that's the difference. Because and that uh, that's 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 the moment. Well, well, you, well, you're selling your identity, you know, and in the other things, it could have been you, but right. it could have been ten or uh, ten other guys, you know. And that's that's uh, especially that that is the thing uh, for me as well. Why I don't want to do that anymore. That doesn't mean I don't want to play, you know, because I, I love to play. Still, I still love to play. But I want to bring my own create creativity with with me, you know, and not sell my soul to Absolutely. to whatever and just play the, the yeah. paper. Yeah, you know? exactly. I don't. That's exactly. the shit I don't do anymore, you know. So, so if if they ask me, the I I bring myself, you know. Yeah, well, that's I important. My, man. I mean, I've been doing that now. Like I said, it, I I you know I'm a few years older, yeah. and I I've, I've gotten to that point. I reached that point actually around your age, where I thought to myself, "Hey, all right, it's time to do the things you really like to do." And all right, it's it's not always it's it's not about getting your face out there and oh wow, I'm playing with this person, I'm playing with that. I, Cause I, I did that. I, I played with some of the biggest names in the world no, yeah. and, and, yeah. and I've been, I've been fortunate yeah. To, yeah. to do some and, wonderful you know, yeah. gigs. And, you know, I mean, I, if you look me up on this call, it's, it's I, you know, I, I played on over 10,000 records. So for, yeah. for me, it's, it's I, like, I know, yeah. now is the time yeah. uh, to just enjoy those, those things that really, you know, mean mean the most to you. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got yeah. you've got friends, you've got family, and yeah. you know, I want to see my grandchildren at one point yeah. in the stage. You know, all yeah. little things like that. Yeah, yeah. So you you know how that goes. I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, the the thing is, uh, the, the, what you're saying, you know, because um, I can, I really can relate to that because, well, uh, uh, there's always you know when, once you're in the um, you're on top of your game. Uh, that's the time you play everywhere, you know, and you got you yeah. you got a certain kind of status, you know, uh, because you are one of the of the big guys. Then, which is very nice for your ego, you know, because uh, there's a certain point. Uh, of course, you're gonna believe yourself, you know, that you're a great guy, you know. So. But uh, but on the other hand, we all have our, our darkest hours. Absolutely. Sooner or later, you know. 
sooner or later it, it'll come, you know, and uh, it, it came to me as well. And I realized, you know, with all your status and all your, 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 your complete CV, you know, your, uh, your history. Well, there's no, no one no. at that moment in time is going to help, you know, so con- congratulations. You're the best percussion player yeah. in, 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 yeah, in, uh, exactly. in the whole country. And now what, you know? No. There's nothing. There's nothing you've built on, you know, there's nothing. And that's the thing, you know, you, you know, that yourself as being, a, you know, one of the, the heavy casts as a, you know, guitar session player, you know, and I look at myself now and I say, well, what, what do I want to be? I mean, I can play, I can play as a percussionist here and there uh, and, and, and do all kind of lots of gigs. But I said, am I getting the fulfillment out of my life that I want? Because, like I said, my photography has become a big passion for me. Uh, being able to just do a little small production here and here and there at home, I still I still love to do that. And, and there's a lot of knowledge, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of absolutely. knowledge, and you can share that with people. And uh, absolutely, you know the things the things you have uh, you've uh, experienced, not only musically, but about the industry and the people and the, the doing the work, you know. Absolutely. So that's a, a treasure of information. So, uh, yeah. and you know, the other, the other day when I s- sent this artist to you, uh, right. and I asked you, you know, can, can you help him, you know, uh, to, to help him with the timing with him, with this, uh, musicality. Well, you know, that, that, that really is a treasure, a treasure of gold actually. So, yeah. uh, I think you have to be, you should be proud, you know, to have that all, all aboard. So, uh, Oh and yeah, that's, man. Uh, that, that's what 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 we can give back to the world, you know. So, Absolutely. Well, this yeah. is one of the reasons why I do this podcast because I like to have people on that also have something to offer to my listeners and and their experiences, you yeah. know. And like I said to you, I, I wanted to have you on earlier, and you know, I, I had a whole list of people, but I thought, well, this is the first show for the new season. I said, I got to definitely have you on for that one. That's so um, very, <laughs> well, that's very, great, man. very honored and proud to have you uh, come on here for that. buddy. <laughs> well, that's same for me, man. Same for me. Really great. You know, you actually answered the third question, which is about revision. You've, you actually went into it without me <laughs> even having to ask you, but I do have one, one last question in regards to that. What would you tell the young people today that need to make revisions in their life? What would you tell them? Well, first of all, it's, of course, it's a very personal thing. You know, my revision doesn't have to to to, to mean for any anyone else. They have to do the same. But you know, um, uh, while thinking about it, I think you know uh, we we live in an era with all full of social media. It's all about the uh, the appearance. And that's really, you know, yeah. mindfuck number one, I think. And um, yeah. yeah, definitely. And uh, I think that the big difference in 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 development, in 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 developing your uh, your own identity, your create creativity. You know, but, uh, back then we didn't have YouTube. You know, so uh, I went to the 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 the, the record library and I, I landed a Charlie Parker record. And I studied it for three or four months, you know, and then you moved on to another uh, hero. That's the way we did it back then. And absolutely, I always say we wish shedding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We dug deeper into the uh, the 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 thing we were busy with. And right now, you go you go to YouTube. Oh, that's great, man. And five minutes later, you're on the other, and everything is there, you know. Which is uh, on the on one side is a great advantage, of course. 
But the, the, the danger is you, you don't dig deep. And then you can hear that in the in the productions, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, so if I look back to the all the, the music, I think it's great. You know, the music. There's actually two years uh, I really like in the music history. That's 1976 and mm-hmm. 1969. You know, these were for some reason, you know, very creative years. You know, so uh, right, right, right. 76, the Royal Scam, Steely Dan, Hotel California. You know, and uh, right. it's in a fire. You know, I can I can go right. on. Uh, but um, there's kind of 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 uh, you know uh, commitment in that music, a deepness, or I don't I don't know how you how to explain that, or maybe it's a, it's a time thing. I don't know. But that's uh, the, uh, really the thing I miss in these days. Because it's right. all a snack bar, you know. There's no restaurant anymore. It's all snack, you know. Well, it's all that's fast what I food. Said. You know, yeah. I did an article. I did an interview article uh, some time ago. That was a couple of years ago, where I talk about the industry becoming a fast food industry, it and is, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and and all the way down from what you know, like we used to have to work hard in order to get on television. You got on television yeah. when you became yeah. after you became popular with the people and yeah. not beforehand. It's 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 a reverse situation now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, unfortunately, I mean, there's some real good talent out there. And of course, uh, yes. Uh I I just hope that, you know, and the industry has become actually flooded with so much material that People don't know what to choose. And yeah. a lot of the real, real deep hearted, talented artists, they get lost because yeah. they get they get they get messed up in the whole spin. So their music doesn't even get a chance to even be heard, even though yeah. there's more opportunities to listen to music nowadays. Yeah. And I think what you said, that 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 whole thing about looking back, you know, the time when you used to go to a record shop and just spend the whole afternoon just listening yeah. to records. You know, yeah. looking at the cover, yeah. seeing who the yeah. musicians were, seeing reading who, all the stuff. Yeah, stuff, yeah, man. Those it's were gone. that's that's yeah. exactly. You know, music it's used gone. to be a book. You know, yeah. it used to you be know. a book, and now, yeah. and now it's like a, a swallow of water for a lot of people that they just yeah. take and, yeah. and 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 piss out the other end, and 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 the nourishment is getting yeah. lost to a lot of things. And there are some exceptions, but yeah. it's good to have people like you around in the industry and and the other colleagues that I talked to that have been around and we passed it on and all that's all we can do is pass on our experiences. Yeah, we'll, we'll be, we, yes, we will pass it on. And the thing is, you know, once in, in every while I'll, I'll be, uh, I am a, a, a teacher, you know, in a right. conservatory in uh, some places here in, in Holland. Right. And, uh, but what, but really strange is um, the other day I had these guys, you know, and uh, I was giving band class. So uh, I let these guys play uh, something like, uh, I, don't, I don't remember, but something like Autumn Leaves or something, you know. Right. And it was really bad, you know, these, these guys were maybe a third year conservatory. Right. And it was, it was really bad. It was really yeah. bad, you know. Right. So I, I asked this guy, well, just play the two and the four. And it, go, it went wrong, you know. So it was really bad. But the thing is, Watch out, you know, because the thing is, uh, one season later, same guys, other assignment. The assignment mm-hmm. was, here's a studio project. I, I give you a click track and a sheet. Go to the studio, do the production. I got it back and it was really great. It was really great right. because these guys, this generation, they have a super focus, you know. They have a super focus on one discipline. 
and they're going to master it. But that means that the other discipline, like playing together, it's all gone, you know? Right. And it's really weird, you know, because in our days, you know, it was the other way around, you know? Right. First you learn to play, and you learn to play together, and then you go to the studio, you know? That's it. That's it's it. really weird, you know? But I can't, I, I, I must say, the production I got, it was really great, you know? All the compressors <laughs> okay. and stuff and all the, 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 right. the tech, yeah. The so shoot me, yeah. shoot me. You know? Well, you know, it is, yeah. it is a, you know, I mean, the kids nowadays, and say in the last 20 years, uh, 20, 30 years, they've grown up with a Nintendo or Game Boy in their yeah. hand. And yeah. so yeah. the technical knowledge has really increased. Yeah, On the yeah, other hand, yeah. I miss the, com I miss a lot of compassion among yeah. a lot of yeah. young people when it comes to being courteous towards each other, the, the respect uh, yeah. that that needs to be shown and that's something that i hope maybe still hope that the pandemic brought back to people to a certain degree touching back to the basics you know uh, that's that's so important and of course we're speaking as older men but we've experienced that and if you look back you know yeah. you can look back and okay we had wonderful times but you know it, today it's so different. Yeah. So of course yeah. you need to be more creative. You need to be outgoing a bit more, but at the same time, I always say never lose, man, never lose those basics because that's going to be your foundation for your whole life. You know, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you know, we, 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 we actually had a community, you know, a, a real community. And I was thinking the other Absolutely. day, uh, I was walking with my dog outside and I was thinking, you know, back in the, in those days, uh, then uh, back in the early 90s, for instance, you know, uh, I'm, I meet a lot of people, you know, and I, I, I played with a lot of people. And But thinking about it, it wasn't like then if you wanted to play or wanted to have uh, to, to make contact with, with uh, whoever, we didn't have mobile right. phones. You know? So I called your house, you no. know, I called to your house and hope, hope uh, hopefully you were at home and pick up the phone and then we right. talk to each other, no? you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, we didn't miss out on anything, you know, because we had we had those. No. We were com communicating, you know, so. Well, that's it. The personal personal communication has become uh, distant. Yeah. I mean, like this is wonderful that we are that we're able to speak to each other and see each other, for example, via Zoom. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's it, of course, it's never going to be the same as. When we when we're at say for example we meet at your studio or you or you're here in Antwerp, and we're sitting and we're having a chat together over over a drink and and uh, or in a studio together performing. There's that there's that organic thing yeah. and that um, I kind of miss in in, yeah. in a lot of the real music people. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, and 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 hopefully. That's, it's, I think it's starting to slowly change. You've got a generation of, of young musicians now that are starting to catch on to this whole, uh, yeah, it does sound better when you're playing together, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. there are yeah. some, there are some, some, some young cats coming up and hopefully it catches on like fire, you know? That, hopefully, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, know. that's the other, other side of the story because there are a lot of young people. Um, I was talking with this drummer I think he, this guy is maybe 25 years old or something. And he actually discovered, you know, the old things uh, we were uh, raised with. So like uh, Jeff Porcaro and stuff, you know. And, and this guy, like he uh, opened a, new, a whole new world, you know. He was like, right. wow. <laughs> well, that's great to see, you know. 
So yeah, these guys, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's not all lost, you know. So <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely yeah. not, man. Yeah. I want to thank you, man, for you know opening up, sharing your your story and your Thanks, idea, man. especially by revision on this particular episode. I look forward to getting together sometime again in the near future. You know. Thanks, man. Be ever down this way, you know, man. We'll have a drink together and have a nice chat, man. Look at we will take a walk in town. You yeah, know. we certainly so, will. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. buddy. All right, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward we'll to have it. a drink. And you say my best regards also to Desiree. You give her a big hook for me as well. And uh, yeah, sure. Hey, man, thanks so much for coming on the show and a lot of love to you, bro. Well, right back at you, man. All right, buddy. You take care. All right, thanks, Eddie. Hey. This is MPP, and I'm Eddie C. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I had a wonderful time interviewing both of my guests, and I hope you did as well, listening to their conversations and what they had to share about revision. You know, revision is a word which is, it sounds very sharp, very final, but it's not. It's, even though it has a sort of a sharpness to it, it's sort of a word that, Behind the sharpness, there's a lot of little finery and edges to it. It goes much deeper than just looking at something and changing it for what it is. It goes much deeper than that. So on those words, here is my quote. Revision. Learning from your youth. Experiencing each day as one step at a time. Discovering new avenues and horizons. Believing in true value in what you do. Not being afraid to fall in the process of developing. Sharing your knowledge so that others can use it to revise the future of their lives. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's about it for this episode of season two. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And before I go, I want to thank my guests, Lolo Astration and Mr. Patrick Drabber for coming on and sharing their stories about revision. And remember, if you plan to revise, don't disguise. Until next time. You can find me on all platforms like Spotify, Android, and Apple. On Facebook, look for My Positive Podcast. And my website is mypositivepodcast.com. You can also contact me via my website or Facebook. A very special thanks to my technical producer, Iswan. This show is a production by Antwerp Podcast Service. My name is Eddie C. And this was MPP, My Positive Podcast. Tune in next week and stay positive.